Hey guys, it's Memphis. Real quick, before you enjoy this show on the Player Profiler Podcast Network, make sure you jump over and subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone Podcast Network. Why? Because if you don't subscribe, you won't get the bonus show on Thursday. You're already here. You're already in your podcast player. Jump over wherever you're listening. Apple, Spotify, doesn't matter. Jump over, subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone Podcast Network. Don't miss the bonus shows. Don't miss our other shows. So much fantasy goodness, so much dynasty goodness. Check it out. What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we're going to ask the question we ask every training camp season. Is this a dynasty buy or is this just a camp guy? I'll tell you who's not just a camp guy. He's my guy. He is my co-host. You know him better as the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, buddy, what's going on in uh, in Iowa? You know, it's it's going great. Uh, it's raining like hell. I appreciate you saying that I'm not just a camp guy. I'm a cheap buy, if anything. Uh, how the hell are you, buddy? Good, man. Good. Uh, th- this is a reprieve. Been, you know, a lot going on. Obviously, we're all busy. Back to school time for those of us that are, you know, parents. Ooh. Yeah, I know it's, it's wild, right? It's like it's August. It's like August 6th as we record this. And like they're here in the Indianapolis metro area. There are schools already in. You know, and Wild. At, dude, July, there are schools in Indiana with July something back to school dates. And everybody's got that little picture of their gremlin, you know, you know, <laughs> demon child, you know, all dressed up, holding a little little chalkboard. Hey, it's my, Third my grade. Kid. Oh, yeah. yes, Jerry. I, I bet your mom did that, didn't she? Uh, that was before my time. My mom's also a bit of a hippie, so uh, she probably would have if social media was a thing back then. Love you, mom. Well, speaking of social media, we'll just do a little uh, little shameless plugging. Love you, Mama Jerry. Um, real quick, we are a two YouTube show. I see all the people already in the YouTube on Player Profiler. While you're here, real quick, you can come right back. Go over to Dynasty Warzone and subscribe. We're like two away from 500. Now, Player Profiler is like 21,000, but we're like, we're that's a big deal. That's a milestone. That's a number 500. So if you could slide over to the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel, subscribe, come right back. You might even miss the commercials. And same thing with the audio feed. The Fantasy Football Fellows, one of the first fantasy podcasts that I ever listened to. Not only am am I proud to call them friends, but they're going to have their first show in over three years tomorrow, Monday the 7th, on our podcast feed, the Dynasty Warzone podcast feed, the audio feed. So you should be subscribed to two YouTube channels, two podcast channels, and you'll never miss a thing. Speaking of never missing a thing, we are going to be doing some more stuff tomorrow. Now, when I say we, I mean me and friend of the show, Nate Pilmer. We're going to be doing the Kiss the Ring Commissioners podcast. And Jerry, we're talking about collusion. Cheaters. Them damn dirty, you know, damn dirty cheaters and how to spot collusion, not only in Dynasty, but in redraft leagues and how to handle it and how to walk through it. You know, Nate, you know, I've had like Ryan McDowell on this show, and Nate got more views and more downloads than Ryan. Nate's very intriguing, and he's a great dynasty commissioner in his own right. Would you agree? Absolutely. One of the most fun people to just have in your league in general. 
because a lot, a lot of people think they like to trade, myself included, and know that you are not even in the same universe as Pilmer. There are trade addicts and then there are Nate Pilmer, and he's going to be in the league talking about all kinds of stuff. So that's tomorrow night, 9 p.m. on the Kiss the Ring podcast here on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. But Jerry, I've got a very good, and I'm very excited, little little wound up, good people, bad tweets. But before we do that, we're going to jump into a quick word from our friends at the FFPC. Hey, you know, people always ask me, what's the World Series of Fantasy? What's the Super Bowl of Fantasy? And it's easy. It's the FFPC. Their signature players championship has a $6 million prize pool. And their best ball leagues start in February. And they're the answer to so many questions. Hey, what's the best place to get a Dynasty Orphan? Well, you can adopt a Dynasty Orphan at the FFPC right now. There's more orphans at the FFPC than anywhere else on the internet. That's why we partner with them. So if you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, you love Dynasty, you love best ball, you love seasonal leagues, all types of fantasy footballers need to go to the FFPC and remember... Use promo code UNDERWORLD. Promo code UNDERWORLD gets you $25 off your first team. Promo code UNDERWORLD, $25 off your first team, no matter what the format is, at the FFPC. Go get it. Yeah, big fan of the FFPC. And I love the fact that if you're over there, like your league is protected because they'll take the hit. You know, they let people make the trades. If you're in an FFPC league, that league does not collapse. It's a it's a great place. If you're a new Dynasty gamer, maybe you've picked up the Dynasty Warzone or, you know, other Dynasty podcasts because you've heard it maybe. I know the fantasy footballers now do Dynasty, and they talk about it more than ever on CBS and ESPN. So if you're new to Dynasty and just getting ready to start, the FFPC is a great way to start because, Jerry, the last thing you want is to start a Dynasty league and then have it collapse around you, or win and not get paid. Which is pretty much the best way to have me mail you a bag of my own fecal material, because there's nothing that deserves that more, in my opinion. Yep, so check out our friends at the FFPC. All right, let's jump into this. This is good people, bad tweets. Now, this was tweeted out by the football guys, and this is a you know a prominent source of, 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 of fantasy football content. And um, I, I saw this, and this is the problem for new Dynasty gamers. This is advice that's backwards. Or as my dad used to say, bass-ackwards. It's backwards. And But the tweet says, Our at for whom J-Bell tolls advises you to sell your Brock Purdy shares in Dynasty Leagues. And uh, in the bottom of the little tweet here, it says, Trey Lance is still lurking and getting first-team reps. And this was, again, this is a football guy's tweet. And Jerry, I'm going to give you a chance to to, to go first, or you want to uh, let me uh, take the first crack. You know what? You are going to have a more polarizing view on it, so you go ahead. Well, I, I hey, well, hold on. Take a deep breath first before well, you get going. I'm going to let you go because I'm, I'm going to like I'm going to I'm going to do like some box breathing. It's a it's a Navy SEAL like breathing technique because I don't want to blow this thing up. What do you think when you hear sell Brock Purdy in a Dynasty Superflex League? I mean, I don't think it's a terrible idea, but I also don't think that Trey Lance is going to be much either. I don't want anything to do with anybody in that situation. Like, there's a reason Brock Purdy was the last pick in the NFL draft. Like, 
yes, he won a lot of games last year, and that's mostly because the 49ers are just a good football team. I don't want anything. If I have Trey Lance, I don't want Trey Lance. And if I have Brock Purdy, I don't want Brock Purdy. I, I, I just don't foresee a situation where any of these guys are winning me a championship in week 17. So, Randy, take your well, breath. Well, well let, me, let, let, me, let me start from the, the beginning. I don't have a problem with this take in a vacuum. The bad, the bad advice comes from the timing. Now is not the time to sell Brock Purdy. Now is the time to sell Trey Lance. Trey Lance is not going to be the starter of the San Francisco 49ers. I have never seen a case study like this in all my years doing Dynasty. It's, it's baffling. Brock Purdy's playing. He's taken the majority of the first-team reps. They are keeping him on a pitch count. Kyle Shanahan came out the other day because in a, in a practice, a defender almost swiped his elbow. You know, he's freaked out because he wants Brock Purdy on the field. But there's these people out there that just can't let Trey Lance go. So okay. if you can use Trey Lance with no defenders, throwing to wide open receivers with no coverage as a way to sell Trey Lance, you sell Trey Lance. And if you really, really, really have it in your heart to move Brock Purdy, how about week one? How about week two? How about week three? How about because all this ridiculousness and nonsense and nincompoopery has been going on all off season when Brock Purdy is under center week one and Sam Darnold is listed as QB two, you will not be able to get a popcorn fart for Trey Lance. All this hype, Jerry, you know why they're hyping Trey Lance right now? They're trying to trade him. I mean, probably true. Yeah. You know, but, but, you know, I learned a long time ago, you can't polish a turd, but that's okay. That's not going to stop people. If, if, what would you want to, what would you want for, for Trey Lance to, to get rid of him? I'll send you Trey Lance in my second for any first. I don't think I get it, but if people are this crazy out there, I'll send you Trey Lance a, a second and a third. Just give me any random first. Get him the hell that. off my team. Yeah, Get him off my team. But if you, want, if, if you want to sell Brock Purdy, I'm fine with that part. But you're doing it the wrong way. Sell Brock let, Purdy when the season starts. Let me starts. ask you a question, yes. though. What, what are you getting for Brock Purdy? You know, it, 49ers, pretty big organization, so that's going to bring some some suitors. And I think he's, I, I mean, the same thing. I'd love to get a first for him. I mean, if, he, if he's the presumed starter on a good team, he's under contract for two more years. They seem to be committed to him. I mean, I, I personally am not selling Brock Purdy. I wish someone loved me as much as Kyle Shanahan loves Brock Purdy. Why would I want to get rid of him? Why wouldn't I? I mean, because because if he hits the way that I think he can hit, that first is going to be not enough. And you're going to look back and in hindsight, 100%. you're going to wish that you had had him. Plus, the team that you sent Brock Purdy to is probably going to be better. So that's going to make that first less valuable. And what I'm trying to get when I'm getting 24 first right now is I'm trying to get in that you know, top five or six. Because you're going to have three or four quarterbacks worth drafting. You got I forgot about yours. Yours is going to be draft eligible. You've got Drake May, of course, Caleb Williams, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, if you play tight end premium, is it Bowers, the kid? From, I'm not the Debbie guy. So yeah. Bowers, the guy Georgia. from Georgia. And I've not mentioned a running back. And I've heard, I've heard other wide receivers. So I don't want to look back and wish I hadn't traded Trey Lance. Excuse me. I'm, I'll be glad to trade Trey Lance. But to, right. to have given up Brock Purdy so, so cheaply, I, th I think he's a guy worth holding on to. I wouldn't trade him 
But I understand where people would. I understand where there'd be, hey, he's got a bad elbow, one bad hit. You know, they did the quick fix so he could play the season. It could be full Tommy John. I get all that. I just don't believe in Trey Lance. And I do somewhat believe in Brock Purdy. I can I can hear you. It just I don't know who's gonna be the starter. Like I, I feel like it's gotta be Brock Purdy just based on the winning that they did. I cannot imagine that the San Francisco 49ers fan base sees how much winning they did with him and then would just accept the fact that they went with Trey Lance. Well, especially if he like if he lost a game or two oh, right okay. out the, right, right out right out the gate. Because I think they such, opened with such Pittsburgh. A short leash. They they opened with Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh. I think it's at Pittsburgh, too. This is not like chump change. Pittsburgh's a good team, good defense. I think it's an offense we all like. Now, it could be a low-scoring game. I'm just saying that you don't want to you don't want to go into Pittsburgh and get beat with Trey Lance, and then all of a sudden it, it becomes – uh, it unravels. How, how does Brock Purdy kill you is the question, and I don't think he can because either he's the starter and his value goes up, or they give it to Trey Lance, and Brock Purdy's going to get flipped and be a starter somewhere. Well, because there's there, there's well, a ton of teams in the league that would that would take that on. I mean, yes, they could hold on to him in the the hope that, well, not the hope, but in case Trey Lance got hurt or sucks, like it seems like it's probably going to happen. It just it it seems like he is going to have value. So I'm 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 sort of with you actually. I, I think I have flipped myself by listening to you and just thinking about the situation a little deeper. There's not really a way that Brock Purdy's going to kill you. The the big takeaway for this, for the listener is that I don't have a problem buying and selling anybody. I really don't, but it's all about timing. It's like the conversation we had last week with the pod father, you know, the time to sell running backs is going to be in season when people actually realize they need them every year. The, the, The time to sell old guys is in season when they're actually scoring fantasy points. The time to you know to trade away hype and sizzle, as we like to say, is now. The time to trade substance is in season. So, yeah, I saw this one. You know, uh, Dana White always always wraps this up for us. You know how fucking stupid you have to be to even think something like that, let alone say it publicly and act like you're fucking serious. All right, thank you, Dana. All right, Jerry, we're actually going to do a little bit of news. A little bit of news. There's some news coming out. It's primarily running back. Primarily. Um, we'll start with the big one. Uh, Jerry, you know, that that SpongeBob meme of like him walking around like, oh, nee, 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 nee. That, that was Jerry. You know, Alvin Kamara got the three-game suspension, and Jerry immediately jumped in our patron group chat. With, I called it. I said he was going to get three games. So tell me, mister, I called it. What, what was your – I thought he was, was going to get ten. I thought, you know, violence on camera – Almost like jumping the guy. I was like, how does he not get 10 games? At least six, but he got three. You saw it better than I did. What were your what were your thoughts to make you think three? I you know, I it was just the way the NFL is. It just felt like I mean, I thought it was gonna be four, but you know, whatever. So, something minimal. It and now what do we do, Randy? So what are we doing with Alvin Kamara now that we know this? Okay. It we knew he wasn't just gonna die. Like we knew this wasn't going to be Kareem Hunt. He gets cut, blah, 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 blah. So now that we know, we have Kendra Miller chilling back there. We have Jamal Williams chilling back there. We have Alvin Kamara, and he's only missing like a nothing. He's missing a, a, a rolled ankle amount of games. Is he a buy? Are you flipping him? 
I mean, you're not doing it now. If you're flipping him, you're doing it in week five or week six or something. But is he worth holding on to? Because he's still under contract. Even into next year, I'm pretty sure. Well, that you you kind of took some of my thunder here. Is that, you know, we saw Joe Mixon take a haircut on on his contract. We see Dalvin Cook, Zeke, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt can't even get work. Alvin Kamara, if memory serves, is the second highest paid running back in the league. Don't you think? And the Saints are like one of the most over-the-salary cap teams in the NFL. And not likely to win either. Wouldn't you have thought that the Saints would have leveraged this to get a, a, a contract reduction out of him? No, they didn't. And they, you know, they have cap issues. They have the leverage with all the running back, and, and they're still paying this guy. They firmly believe this. And now I know that that he's got a new quarterback this year, but he's had a new quarterback for the last several years and has been very good. And I'm not going to go through and parse out the game logs, but last year, Josh Jacobs, I'm looking at it right now, he had 64 targets and 53 receptions. And a good part of those came from Derek Carr. I think he's a buy. Um, I think he's a buy now, and he's a sell in season if you want to get rid of him once he starts playing. You know, he starts doing Alvin Kamara things and we, you know, five, six, seven, he's healthy. Uh, to me, the buy right now is Kendra Miller. Because I do think I do think this is Alvin Kamara's last year in New Orleans. I think that they see Kendra Miller as the future and that Jamal Williams is kind of that bridge guy because they didn't know how long Kamara was really going to be suspended. Yeah. Either. So I- for me... I see. I, I think once once Kamara starts doing Kamara things, I think that's when I want to try and reach out and snag Kendra Miller as best I can. He's still got a little bit of that rookie sizzle right now, so he's a little bit more expensive than he can be. Yeah, and but if he's Alvin going Kamara, for a second, if I can give you a twenty-four second for, I mean, but we just talked about how valuable twenty-four picks are. So, I mean, I can kind of get it. Maybe you could flip him for like a wide receiver equivalent. You know, someone that's got a little bit of uh, steam out there. Maybe you, maybe you took a wide receiver and you wished you had taken Kendra Miller. Maybe you took Rishi Rice, and now you wish you had taken Kendra Miller, and you and you'd like to flip him. I don't know. You know, somewhere in that that neighborhood would feel right to me. That's but right. I th- I think Alvin Kamara people made out like a bandit, 100%. and I, you know, honestly, as a as a guy on most of the Alvin Kamara teams that I have, their contenders, I would have rather be. To, to be honest, I would have rather him have gotten ten games. I mean, I really don't give a shit. I'm not sitting here right. on like on worrying like a, about him getting hurt. Of course, right, ex- exactly. I'm not sitting here standing on a on a mountain of morality. I don't care. I'm not asking him to hang out with my kid or nothing. I just wanted to be on my dynasty team and win me championships. So I think it would have been great if he got ten games and came back in like November, stayed healthy. It was like you know almost at full power going into weeks 15, 16, 17, so I can win all the money. That's always the goal. That's the dream when when you when you play fantasy football. So. That was my takeaway for it. Like I said, if if you want to buy him, now's probably your best opportunity. And then if not, you're going to get charged more as the the season goes along. So again, it's all about timing with these dynasty trades and and acquisitions. Um, you know, CTE has been a big a big uh, topic of discussion in the NFL for years. Jerry, can I ask you a question? Sure. And maybe you know, maybe you don't. There's a I don't know if you have access to his, you know, HIPAA records, his medical records, but do you think J.K. Dobbins has CTE? J.K. Dobbins got something going on. That boy. I mean, he's holding. He's holding in. Now he's in camp. He's not playing. He's one of the running backs who feels like he's owed a contract. He started nine games. 
I mean, like Jonathan Taylor, I get it. You know, he had an 1,800-yard rushing season, led the yeah. league in rushing. He is one of the, is one of the best running backs in the league. We we've seen this. You know, we think J.K. Dobbins can can do these things, but he's been in the league since 2020. In 2020, he played 15 games, only started one, missed all of 2021 with the ACL. Last year, started eight games. I mean. I, I get yeah. it. I understand. I understand. Like with a guy with a knee injury and wanting to, but but earn the bag before you secure the bag. Like I said, I don't think any of these guys are ever going to get broke off to the level of like Christian McCaffrey or even the Alvin Kamara one. Still baffles me. How can he can be that highly paid in light of all of his circumstances? Is that notwithstanding? It's like what what's he doing? What does he think? Do you think that the the Ravens are just going to wait for him or any running back to be that? To be quite honest. No, he just doesn't have the leverage. You need stats. Like, I mean, you see the guys that are doing these Zoom meetings and everything else in the running back position, and they all got mega stats. So they they at least have a leg to stand on. J.K. Dobbins doesn't. I don't. Listen, I, mean, I, I, I have high hopes for J.K. Dobbins, and maybe I'm just a sucker who just keeps falling for it every single year because every single year I keep thinking he's going to be able to do it. Maybe it's the Ohio State guy. I don't know. Yeah, I seem to fall and for the Ohio State guy a lot. But same draft class. They're both eligible for a contract. They're you know they've completed three years of service. Dobbins has about thirteen hundred total career rushing yards. Jonathan Taylor has almost three times that. He's yeah. got thirty eight hundred career rushing yards. So I kind of get it, and that that's kind of like the little segue into the other bit of news was JT. I had one of our patrons reach out to me today, and he was you know he made a trade. He picked up JT at a good price. You know, we kind of work through the trade together. And he's like, do you think JT plays? It's like, can he afford to give back game checks? Right. I mean, he's got to show up. He's he's And, and here's the thing. If the Colts aren't going to sign him, how does he earn the quote-unquote big paycheck that he thinks he's going to get? I mean, you don't even get Miles Sanders money if you don't play, dude. Yeah. So I think he has to play. I think he has to show up. I think he has to ball. He may not like it, but he has to go through and, and actually – play in the games to earn the money that he thinks that he should be paid. Same thing with J.K. Dobbins. What are your takeaway on these running backs holding out? Because personally, I, I always like to share the resources that I use. One of my favorite podcasts is, is called The Lombardi Line. Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM. It's great. He's like, these running backs are doing these NFL teams a favor by not playing. He's like, you don't have some fat, goofy, third-string offensive lineman falling on his ankle in camp. You know he's staying in shape. You know, he's going to show up. He knows the playbook. It's one of the easiest positions to plug back in from a from a, a skill position standpoint. There's always the concern of, like, some soft tissue issues with guys who hold out. But I, I kind of like it. As a guy who has a bunch of JT because I was getting it his rookie year, I, I kind of like it. What are your thoughts on JT? And even uh, Dobbins I, and anyone really – like Josh Jacobs. Like uh, – I, I would love for them to get paid. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not some heathen bastard who just. It's not my money. It's not your money. Yeah, exactly. But also like just taking a step back and looking at it from the owner's perspective and the GM's perspective. Of, of course, they're not going to pay him. Running backs don't last. And you can see all the memes about the running backs that do get paid. How much money is Ezekiel Elliott getting last year? Didn't do great. 
How'd Le'Veon Bell do? How'd Todd Gurley do? Like this, this, this just happens. You know, it's unfortunate. They need to restructure running back contracts to make them incentive laden, you know, at when they come out as rookies. They got to play. They're going to play. And JT will get money. JT's not going to get nothing. Like Miles Sanders got, well, got the, less than what JT's going to get. But but you do got to play, dude. Well, the 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 Christian McCaffrey and even the Kamara contracts are what messes everything up. Yeah. If those two contracts weren't in there, you know, they that's, would be getting that that Nick Chubb twelve million dollar a year. Yeah, that that's from a different era. That's like when Matthew Stafford came out before he played a game in the NFL, he was the highest played player. And you you go, you know, two years later and they switched the rookie contract and the you know, and they tiered everything, which is great. But like it, it's a different era, it's a different world. Yes, it's a world that you guys all wish you were a part of when it was there. Unfortunately, that's just not the situation. And guys like Isaiah Pacheco, who are seventh round picks, helping teams win the Super Bowl, and they only have 900 yards total on the season, that's not helping you. Well, I'll tell you who's going to help you. If you go to our lads and just put any any NFL team in there, ourlads.com, but I put in the Denver Broncos, Jerry, because there was an unfortunate event that happened in Broncos camp this year. Uh, Tim Patrick. Achilles, that's really it. Really sucks for that guy because he did the ACL last year. He's yeah. probably dust in dynasty, and, and that really stinks. But uh, if you go to our lads, your left wide receiver, Cortland Sutton, your starting slot wide receiver, Jerry Judy, your starting right wide receiver used to be Tim Patrick, is now Marvin Mims, and this is a guy that I absolutely loved in the pre-draft process. I was Marvin Mims, Marvin Mims, Marvin Mims. The whole way through, big Marvin Mims guy, and now he's going to be put into action in a Sean Payton offense with Russell Wilson. Dude, I'm fired up. And I, and I think that there's – I've not heard a lot about this. I mean, we know Tim Patrick got hurt, but I've not heard the the downstream ramifications of what this means for Marvin Mims. So, Jerry, what do you think about Mims? Is there still an opportunity to get in at a reasonable cost? Uh, Probably not. I mean, it, it is reasonable, but the, the problem is the people that like Marvin Mims, like you, like myself, we already paid up for him. I mean, he was he was an early second round pick that we were snagging over a bunch of guys. Um, and now he's just in a position where he can potentially be an immediate starter. Like we're going to see by the second week of preseason, if he's out by the second quarter, the third quarter, we already know he's starting and, and, and he's in there like swimwear. Well, little bold hot take. This is not. A, I'm not really like making this a take yet. But if he has the best season out of all three of these guys, I won't be Wouldn't surprised. Be, no. I, I'm, I'm not saying he's better. Don't, don't like hear it. What like I'm, he, yeah, he could easily be saying. third. He could be third, but yes, he could also be first for sure. Because I would love to see Cortland Sutton bounce back. He's a guy that I've always rooted for. I've always like seen that upside. But Me he's too. been in the league since 2018. Same thing with Jerry Judy. It's. Really, and, and again, it's all about the actions. Marvin Mims is the first draft pick ever in the Sean Payton-led Denver Broncos. Not the first offensive guy, not the first skill position guy, the first guy, and they made a trade up to get him. I'm telling you, he sees something in the guy. Yeah, you're probably going to pay retail maybe a couple of bucks more. True. But but, but I, I think it's going to be worth it because he plays the wide receiver. It actually hurt. We've said this for years. And and I heard Matt and R.C. Fisher on the Mind of Mansion show this week say 
he wins in how the NFL is played in 2023. You know, the guys like Cortland Sutton and Quentin Johnston and the big body outside clasher, that's not how you win in fantasy football anymore. It's the speedy guy, the guy who who can work in all quadrants of the field. That's Marvin Mims. And maybe it's Jerry Judy. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Jerry Judy's not good at Fair. football. That's not what I'm saying. But I love everything about Marvin Mims, and I think he's a guy. Now, he's not a, a, a cheap dynasty buy, but he's someone I'm, I'm looking to acquire more of right now. Not that I yeah, can get much I mean, more he's not. He's not super expensive either, though. But, you yeah, know, you're not I, 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 I'm also bullish on Russell Wilson this year. Like I, I, I'm excited to see what he does with Sean Payton. Like I, I think, I think last year, everything that Sean Payton's saying, poo pooing, hack it. I think there's probably a little smoke to that fire. By the way, no one said it yet in any of the podcasts that I listen to, but you're hearing it right here on the Dynasty War Zone. How about a quick DFS take, Jerry? You got a quick, you got a minute for a quick DFS take? Fire away. Lock this in. Week five DFS. You're going to play Aaron Rodgers against the Denver Broncos because you took shots at his favorite coach of all time, Nathaniel Hackett. Do not think for one second that Aaron Rodgers is not going to look to – you're a Game of Thrones guys, right? Absolutely. You know the big – I've never watched it, but I get the premise of the show. You got the big dragon flying through the air. And and Aaron Rodgers, when he plays the Broncos, is going to want to lay scorched earth on the Denver Broncos for what they've done to his friend, Nathaniel Hackett. Week five, you're going to be building a New York Jets stack. Maybe it's Garrett Wilson. Maybe, I, I don't know. But but week five, lock it in. Aaron Rodgers is the QB1 for DFS that week. You heard it here first on a Dynasty show, by the way. So anyway. It's also wild that you haven't seen Thrones. But anyway, continue. I, I, I have... Um, Anyway, I don't I don't want to lose listeners because I don't like a certain show. Hey, Justified's back. We talked about that with Podfather last week. Sure. But uh let, let, let's talk about dynasty buys or just camp guys. Now, Jerry, we see this every year. Your Twitter is a bull. Is it is it still Twitter, yeah. by the way? Is it Zeet? Is it just X? I don't know. I you know, know, I don't have it queued up on the soundboard, and I don't want to get hit with like a copyright infringement. But you know, I always feel like playing DMX X gonna give it to you whenever I see it. I don't know if it's a Z. That doesn't even sound like something you're supposed to say on, no. you know, like like standard <laughs> radio. Yeah. But but anyway, my the artist formerly known as Twitter, you know, this is the time of year where like you're seeing camp news. We're getting preseason games this coming week, and you're going to start seeing a lot of stuff just coming out of nowhere. And we saw a little bit in the preseason game, but a guy that we both liked. You know, cheap guys in Superflex League, you should always be looking. To, it's the Brock court. It's a Brock Purdy corollary. You're looking to correlate that next cheap quarterback that could have some some upside. And we saw it in the Hall of Fame game with Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR. You know, I mean, didn't set the stat sheet on fire, but I saw some stuff. And let's be honest, Deshaun Watson's had two ACLs in his career. He's got a proclivity to uh, wind up in massage parlors and places he shouldn't be. And there's a real world where, you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson has to quarterback games for this team. And no one's talking about buying him. This is a great opportunity. Like, and if you haven't done your dynasty super flex rookie drafts, which is not horribly uncommon, because some people like to get together, Jerry. They like to get together and, and weirdos. I know. I like to do it with my internet friends, as my wife calls you people. But everyone watching this show on YouTube is my internet friend. So, 
take that there, Mrs. Young. But anyway, Dorian Thompson Robinson, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to nab him up because I mean the worst case, it's like, are you gonna waste it like on a fourth round wide receiver that's never gonna fire? At least if he hits the ROI, the return on investment is pretty good. So I think yeah. he is a buy. For me, he's a buy. Uh, he is also a buy for me. I mean, good touchdown to interception ratio at UCLA. He had a lot of rushing attempts. He had double-digit rushing touchdowns last season. He's an older guy, which, you know, you're not you're not relying on him to be like a, a staple of a dynasty asset, so age doesn't matter a ton. Plug-and-play guy that can help you survive something like that and who is borderline free, I'm with you. Well, I, I like the fact that when, and that's why I think Sam Darnold's the backup in San Francisco, because he plays the same style of game as Brock Purdy. Whereas that's why I like DTR. I know they brought Josh Dobbs in there too, as you know, part of the quarterback room. But I think Dorian Thompson Robinson's game is more, he's more able to replicate the game of Deshaun Watson and the way they've built this offense. So is it great for the pass catchers? Maybe not, but is it great for his overall value? I think it really is. Yeah. And and we talked about it earlier with the wide receivers. The way Dorian Thompson Robinson plays DT, I'm gonna go DTR. It's easier to say. The way I'm DTR cool. plays the game is the way the game's played in 2023. You know, he's not a classic drop back quarterback. He's he's not a statue back there. He's athletic. He's mobile. You mentioned all of his rushing touchdowns at UCLA. I think he's a tremendous buy, and I don't think he's getting enough hype. But you know who is getting a lot of hype? And and deservedly so, because he is setting the world on fire with his speed because he's beating the brakes off of everybody in Giants camp. It's Jalen Hyatt. Jerry, what have your thoughts been to date? What's your Twitter looked like with Jalen Hyatt since camp's been going on? So much sizzle. I mean, nothing but sizzle, which I get it. He didn't really get the love for a person as accomplished last year as a wide receiver, literally won the Fred Bolitnikoff award as the top wide receiver in college football. Dynasty community hated him and there's reasons for it. And they're not, they're not unjustified. Don't get me wrong. Dude is a burner. I mean, listen, I I'm going to bring up the Alabama game and maybe that's, that's just lazy of me, but it's hard to not like a guy who, won that award that I mentioned and also played against Alabama and had 207 yards receiving and five touchdowns First, Nick Saban. You know what Nick Saban focuses on the defensive backs. You know what he is, is DBU. And this dude went for two Oh seven and five. And then you look at the giants. Who's great. You got anybody? I, I mean, there's there, there are a bunch of there are a bunch of like boring five foot eleven guys. You got and I like Wandale Robinson. I mean, yeah. Darren Waller's a tight end, so he's not really in this yeah. mix. Darius Slayton, I like, Paris it's like, Campbell. It, it's you're, like, you're telling me if this guy doesn't, if he has a pulse, he's the guy. I, I mean, that goes for everyone that's in that in that room, but. They have never stepped up and shown me that they're just they're going to be that guy. And you're talking about a dude who can do I, things. I, I think like what that. you're saying, and I don't want to speak for you, but I think what you're saying is there's nobody there that's going to stop him from taking this job if he really wants it. Correct. Like it, it, if if he's him, 
that, then that's him. I mean, that's his spot. That's what he he's the alpha there. You know, if you go back to the to the combine, you know, draft area, there's that video and that tweet going around of him with the Cowboys coach saying that, you know, he was never really going to be a good wide receiver. He was just like a fast guy. He that's you know, and it seems like that that's lit a fire under his ass. Let's go back to DFS for a minute. I tell you what, every time that Jalen Hyatt plays the Cowboys in his NFL career, he's probably going to be like my flex or my wide receiver three. Because, yeah. you know, you, you mentioned the game against Alabama where he absolutely melted, where he absolutely melted the the, the Bama you know, defense. I get to see him having a couple of big games. And like he broke Tyreek Hill's speed record. You know, they put the chips in the shoulder pads now. The, the previous record was Tyreek Hill at 23.2 miles an hour. This guy top 24. And, and he's running good routes. It's, I mean, he's not ever going to be confused for Marvin Harrison Sr., that level of a technician, but he's running pretty good. And when you and we've learned, Tyreek Hill has taught us, when you have that unique combination of speed and quickness, and it looks like this guy has that, I'm in. I really want to bank on him. I'm afraid that the the social media hype has made him That's too hot him. to acquire. Fair. I think he's a buy, but I think I, I need something to cool him off. And I don't want him yeah. to get hurt. I don't want him to roll an ankle. You know, I, I need him to drop like two passes in a preseason game. Then I, then I'm gonna go try to get him. Because I, I think, think he fair. I think he could be a buy, but I don't think he's a buy. I think he was a huge buy in rookie draft season. I feel like he just went way under the well, radar. Yeah, he was going in the third round, like early third yeah, round. Like, like that's wild. That's absolutely even in one QB leagues. Yeah. And then now I think you're right. I think I think the hype has sort of got to him. It's probably a tough time to buy him. But I I would be patient. Get your notebook, Jalen Hyatt. When the news starts, either the world forgets about him and there's some new sizzle out there that everybody loves, that's when you go get him. I'm I'm with you. Well, the, this next one's a bit of a bigger name for this segment, but it's Traylon Burks. And I would like to personally thank good friend of the show, Ray Garvin, at RayGQ on Twitter. And and he's been the, the, the daily feed of Traylon Burks' videos. And to his credit, you know, he's running some good routes. He is bodying people. Um, I'm torn because I've, I've always had concerns. I like the fact that he showed up in great shape. That was a concern. I like that he's winning with some route running and not just bodying people. He looks like he's worked on that aspect of his game. I think the addition of DeAndre Hopkins to this offense has, you know, suppressed his value. Just it's kind of like what, you know, you needed with Jalen Hyatt. You needed something to bring the, the the thermostat down just a little bit. And I think we've seen that. And I'm like, I'm starting to get mixed emotions on Traylon Burks. And you're getting weird boners. I, 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 it's like, I could, you know, like back in the day when the pod father did shows, he used to have like, you know, uh, like, like weird names. Now, you know, he has like more like professional, he's always been professional, but like professional, like podcast names where it used to be like, you know, Zeke Elliott bowling, you know, whatever. And like this show could have been called Traylon Burke's glass case of emotions. Cause that's where I'm at right now. I'm in a glass case of emotions with Traylon Burke's. Part of me says fade him. Part of me says buy him. Part of me, because I'll tell you why I'm fading him and my concern is, is Ryan Tannehill going to throw those 50-50 balls to him in a game? 
Or is this still going to be the same slow, stodgy offense? I, I love what I've seen, but I ask myself, is he going to throw that ball in a game? Because if he gets picked off five times in camp, nobody cares. He'll throw a contested ball. But is he going to throw that in a game? Are they going to be super conservative because they still have Derrick Henry? They're in a winnable division. Those are my concerns. But, dude, the stuff that Ray, especially Ray, has been putting out on Burks has got me all sorts of confused. I'm buying him. I, I'm buying him, but I don't believe in him, if that makes okay, any sense. That, that, that's fair. Like, like, I just I think it has become extremely popular to just not like Traylon Burks, especially since DeAndre Hopkins got there. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is what, 31? I Hates mean, to practice. Yeah, like, I just, I don't know. Like, he'll probably be pretty good four or five times in a season, but like how, how long is, is he going to be relevant in Tennessee? Uh, Julio Jones, how are you doing? I've seen this story before. I just, I don't, and, and not to say that I think Traylon Burks is some fucking just madman. I don't, I just, I feel like the hate has gone so far that I'll take a stab at it, put him in there. And if he ends up being the guy and here's the thing, how, how long is Ryan Tannehill going to be around for? I don't. Jerry, you, you just, I, I, I can stash and I can and I can wait. You, you well, you sold me, and, and here's what I'm going to do with Traylon Burks, because we're going to tie this all back together from where we started. We know that running backs are going to be more valuable in season, but let's be honest. We talked about this last week with the Pod Father. Wide receivers are the currency of the future in Dynasty. Now, you need running backs in season to win. We know that too, but the future currency of Dynasty and the way the that dynasty and players are being valued. We know that wide receivers are the currency. So what I'm going to do is I don't know which running back yet. Maybe we'll, we'll cover that on next week's show. I'm going to be looking for the running back equivalent in season to get me Traylon Burks, because I think we're going to look at this offense in a year and it's going to be Will Levis. He will throw that fucking ball into double coverage. He, you know, he's the, he's like a honey badger. He don't give a shit. And I think we're going to look at a, at a young offense in Tennessee, and we're going to be looking at Traylon Burks going into year three, primed for a mega breakout with a big-armed QB who's not afraid to sling it. We might even see that this year. You're going to have, you know, a Conquo at tight end. Maybe they bring in someone else, like a speedy guy, to offset what Burks does. And I, I think we're going to be looking like – I think like coming into this season, Pittsburgh was our buy on offense. We wanted to get a lot of Steelers. We could get a year ahead. I think Tennessee could be one of those offenses. God, that would be weird, huh? I feel I feel terrible. So we're going to come back to Traylon Burks, but we're going to jump to a commercial because we may or may not talk Malik Davis and Enrico Dwaddle, but we're definitely going to take a minute and give you a word from our friends at Underdog. We'll be right back. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD. I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well, what better place than in an Underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickums. It's important to correlate those NFL pickums. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them, and you can five extra payout. Bada bing, bada boom. Underdog Fantasy. The promo code is Underworld. 
for an instant deposit match up to $100. Underdog is the truest friend of the underworld. You want to hear something funny about underworld? About under, sure. uh, I'm sorry, underworld. Underdog and then the um, underworld. You're a company man. Yeah. I, I am a company man, but so we're not ready to get into full specifics. But a couple of years ago, I did a podcast on our network called The Prop Cast. And I did player props, and we all won a bunch of money this year. So I'm going to be doing something like that similar, and I might be doing it with a network near you. And we're going to beat the shit out of underdog. I'm sorry. You, pay, you, you, you paid us to say that. But not only are you going to pay us, but we're going to take your money too. So stick around. A lot to come with underdog and those underdog pickums, but uh, definitely a good sponsor and a good friend of the underworld. So, Jerry, we're going to do a couple of more of these, and then we're going to jump over, and we're going to do an overtime. So if you're listening to this in audio podcast, you're going to have to go back to YouTube to get the overtime guys that we're going to talk about. Let's talk Zay Flowers. You know, Zay Flowers, Peter King, been around for half a century, 50 years or whatever in in the league. And Peter King said at Ravens camp that Zay Flowers is the most impressive rookie I've seen in camp in over six years. It's a pretty bold statement. Whether he's right or wrong, he used the word impressive. He didn't say best. He didn't say this is the hottest rookie or he's, you know, he's better than Justin Jefferson or, you know, Jamar Chase their first year. He's saying this is the most impressive rookie he's seen in six years, Jerry. So when I hear that from a guy who's been around for a long, long time, I kind of get that warm and fuzzy. And and I like Zay Flowers anyway. And after listening to Matt and R.C. Fisher, I'm kind of warming up to the landing spot. Uh, I'm not. I still don't care. Uh, here's the thing. So I, you know, I like to do a little bit of historical research. It's what my academic background is. So I decided to do a little research on Mr. Peter King and the things he has said about rookies. 2019 prediction for the offensive rookie of the year was Jalen Hurd. Now there is a lot of people that will, reme- the room that will remember the off season where people got so horny about Jalen Hurd. And then there's a bunch of you out there who have just started playing this game in the last several years who have no fucking idea who Jalen Hurd even is. And there's a reason for that because he was never anything when it came to fantasy or dynasty. Here's the thing about Zay Flowers. Pretty good. I think he's good. And if he was in a better situation, listen, I don't ignore situation. I just, I can't. It is part of the equation. Zay Flowers pretty good in the ACC had a pretty good quarterback and, but wasn't real dominant. I mean, Phil, I don't know how to say his name. Yurkovich, Jerkovich. I, I don't know how to say. Just, just say it. And act the like Slavic you said it names. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, not a bad, I mean, Boston college, they, they get some quarterbacks. I mean, he transferred, he's the starting quarterback at Notre Dame. He can't be putrid. You don't, you don't transfer into Notre Dame and, and be a crumb bum. Like you're not, he might not be an NFL quarterback, but he's not terrible. So he had a good quarterback in that situation and he was pretty productive. I mean, he had a thousand yards or whatever he had. I just, I I have to rely on Mark Andrews who has been consistently dominant. I have JK Dobbins, who's going to definitely try to get some more money, which means he's going to have to play and he's going to have to get touchdowns. And I think he had like 10 last year. Uh, Lamar Jackson runs the ball a lot, steals a lot of that work. I don't know. I just, I don't see a situation. It, I think Zay Flowers is very talented. And if he was not in Baltimore, I just, 
I see like you know what, but not nine hundred yards, nine hundred yards, and that's like it's fine. It doesn't mean you're bad. It's just it doesn't mean you're gonna win me money. It doesn't mean you're gonna get me to make fun of my friends. It doesn't mean you're gonna get my friends' money in my pocket, which is all I care about. Well, I mean, but everything you're saying, let me rewind the clock and remind you of a guy that we said the exact same things about his landing spot and his name. I know who you're talking about. And and I am. But is he AJ Brown? And I just don't think he is. I I mean, I'm not giving up on Zay Flowers. I think he's too hot right now Um, because I think you're still paying fair prices what you paid for him in your rookie draft. I would agree with that. You know, uh, Odell Beckham looks good. You know, obviously Mark Andrews is there. I'm not worried about the rest of these bums. Correct. But I, I'm, I'm looking for any downturn in the market on Zay Flowers. I'm buying, and like he would never be just a guy. But I, I, I think we're focusing on the wrong details with Zay Flowers. You know, but I, I, I can't take anything away from you because some of these first round wide receivers have to bust. They're not all going to hit. Jerry, what about Corey Coleman? You remember when he busted? I'm just yeah. kidding. That, that, that's not even that's not even fair. But you you get my my larger point. I, I just I would love more volume in the offense, but I really like Zay Flowers. I wanted him to go to a different spot. I'm I'm not willing to call him just a guy. And no, 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 no. I, no, no. I, I, I think I think I'm I, I think I need more Zay Flowers. Like to go acquire him. Yeah, I mean, if if I could pay, I mean, I'm I'm not looking. I mean, I've said it before. Yeah, but you you it. got you got to think though. The person that has Zay Flowers right now drafted him. Yeah, I'm but guessing they're. Yeah. But it, and, and that means they probably took him at like 107, 108. and in a one QB maybe, and a super flex two QB a little bit further toward the end. He was like one some one oh nine one ten. You know, I, I I'll think of like a, a a better thing than just picks. To get out of him, you know, can I move Sky more? Can I move Sky I more think, for him? I don't think you can. I don't even think that's close. I mean, I, I think everybody tell you to piss off, buddy, or send I, you the middle finger emoji. Well, the old middle, I, mean, I get that a lot actually. Uh, but but he's definitely someone that that's on my radar. I, I I think that we're over, we've overanalyzed and beat the shit out of the narrative of no volume. I, I and, won't and, I won't deny that. And, and and I think it's time to steer into it because that's where the profits made. All right, let's go to another offense where there'll, where there'll be plenty of volume and touchdowns and yards and things to go around. Let's go to Kansas City. It's Justin Ross season. I knew you. And, and, and well, I mean, this is what the people want to hear. Is he just a training camp guy, or is he someone that you're looking to go pick up in Dynasty? I am not the best Debbie player. I I love college football. I probably like college football more than I like the NFL. When you're a Detroit Lions fan, they suck the life from you. You sort of have to pivot during fall if you want any sort of relevancy. And I love Justin Ross. He was one of the first Debbie picks I ever made, and it looked like I actually knew what I was doing. And then he got hurt. And then I think he went undrafted, maybe a seventh-round pick. I think he was undrafted. He's just been hurt. I just no. I'm I, I'm, I'm good I'm for him. I'm I'm rooting for him, but I'm like I'm like, out. like like his injury at Clemson was not like oh he's got a reoccurring reoccurring soft tissue. It was like his neck, and right. it was it, he 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 may never play the game again. 
which is why he went undrafted. He went from this mega five-star wide receiver talent to not being drafted, even though he was pretty damn productive uh, I, with Trevor Lawrence. I'm rooting and for I the just, guy. Yeah, I, I agree. And 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 there is, of all of the people that we are talking about, he is easily the person that can make me look the stupidest. Well, I, But I, I, I just, I think he is a camp guy, and I think he's going to have some flashes. And and yes, I don't love uh, the talent that is around him, but I think he's worse than MVS at this point. And MVS does nothing for me in terms of dynasty erectness. It just doesn't. It's just, it's staying at six. It's not going up to midnight at any time for MVS. Well, if you stuck around long enough to hear the, I don't know if it's even a word, erectness, congratulations, you, you can cash that ticket. Um, I would be more in on Justin Ross in the comeback if he was a better athlete because I've got his card pulled up on player profile right now. He ran a 4.69.40, and he's got a 39th percentile speed score. He didn't do any, any of the agility metrics. And if the Chiefs really thought they had something in him, they wouldn't continually be drafting second-round wide receivers, whether it's Sky Every Moore, Rishi Rice. They brought in MVS last year in, in free agency. They brought in Juju. They tried to re-sign Juju. I mean, maybe he hangs on the back end of the roster as like a wide receiver four. I just don't ever see him being anything of real value in in the dynasty space. So for me, he's just a camp guy. It's a good story. Glad to see that he's healthy, healthy enough to be playing football and out there running around. But uh, Jerry, I got one more for you, and then we're going to go to overtime. So we're going to you know wrap this show up. We'll do overtime. I got two more guys we'll talk about in the overtime show. But I got to talk about Chase Brown with the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this is going to be – I'm going to quote The Sopranos. Now, that's an HBO show that I can I can sink my teeth into because that was a damn fine piece of television uh, for watching. But Uncle Junior, when uh, he was talking about Tony, guys might want to put the earmuffs on the kids, he was telling someone, he was like, you know, Tony's one cunt hair away from running all of North Jersey, and I am that cunt hair. Look, I don't love Chase Brown. I don't love his profile, but he's one cunt hair away from being the lead dog in a very good offense that we all want to be attached to in in Cincinnati, and that's Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon has had injury issues. I'm, I'm a big Joe Mixon guy for 2023. I am on the record. But if anything happens, you know, he's walking down the stairs, maybe a toddler or a dog leaves a, like, like a toy on the steps, and he takes a an inadvertent tumble, you know, he slips on a bar of soap in the shower. He gets hit by a 320-pound defensive lineman. A lot of things can happen to the running back position. Remember, that's why we don't pay him in the first place. Chase Brown's kind of the guy. And there was this big hype around him, and then the legal issues and the contract got settled with Joe Mixon, and I think he's under the radar, and I think he's a buy, Jerry. Yeah, and Travion Williams got carted off too. I don't know the exact call. extent of that, but they I said mean, uh, they said week to week. Which, as we learned on previous shows, if the news is good, cut it in half. If the news is bad, double it. So he's probably a month away. He may make the first week of the season with his ankle injury. So it's real, and I wouldn't be surprised. Now, all this could blow up if they decide to bring in Lombardi, Lenny, or Zeke, or of course. Fournette, or even Dalvin Cook. I don't think they would, 
But I think they seem pretty content with their running back group of Mixon, Brown, and Travion Williams when he's healthy. And I went from off and on, off and on. I think I'm back on Chase Brown. You know, I I loved Chase Brown just watching Illinois play just because he he was Illinois. I mean, he absolutely pooped on my Spartans. But then he pooped on Michigan, so I liked that a little bit. I mean, he just consistent. He got tons of work, 100 yards. I, I think he had like nine or ten in a row or something last year. Like, he was just extremely consistent. He was good. I mean, he was that offense. And then he goes to a situation like Cincinnati. I'm with you. I, I don't think he's a camp guy. I'm, you know, there, there's a chance he's never worth anything. In But if something were to happen to Joe Mixon, who does miss some games, and he's getting older, which makes those injuries more and more likely and as he's going up in each. And he's he's a, he's a cheap rookie. Yeah. And what else? Oh, he's does, very cheap. And what else does Cincinnati have to do coming down the back end? They just paid a middle linebacker. They've got to extend Jamar Chase. They've got to figure out T. Higgins. They got to pay Joe Burrow. They've got a lot of expenses coming up on this team, and they're going to need to save money. And I know that the the new contract should keep Joe Mixon there for two years. I don't think so. I think if Chase Brown gets any opportunity to make a run with with this offense, I think he could you know kind of be like the Rashad White of this class. Now think about it. Now just. Think about this scenario for a minute. Last year, running back from the class of 2017, greatest running back class of all time for fantasy football, by the way. Correct. And and you have a 2017 running back named Leonard Fournette. You have a a moderately touted running back rookie named you know Rashad White that a lot of people were touting last year. And all of a sudden, as the, the season crept on, and remember, that was the last year of Tom Brady, so they considered themselves contenders last year just like Cincinnati does this year. And as the season crept on, the more dynamic, the younger dude, the guy who's not had injuries and issues, all of a sudden, you know, the young guy became a thing. And anyone that picked up a bunch of Rashad White last year has profited exponentially this year because he's going into camp as the unopposed starter in Tampa Bay. Maybe a bad offense, I don't care. He's going to catch a ton of checkdowns. So I think I want to be ahead of the curve on Chase Brown. I don't mind paying up a little bit. I mean, can I give you a 25 second? Not next year's second, but like a 25 second. It's still a second. I, you feel like you, you profited. I think that's kind of what that. I'm looking to do. I think you could easily get that. Because that gives you like just be, because it, the the mountain that is ahead of him that is Joe Mixon, it seems insurmountable, but an injury takes that away in an instant, and then you're profiting with Chase Brown. And and, and even if I swing and a miss. You know, it's, yeah. it's I, I've got I've got 18 months to recoup that second somewhere yeah. in, in a different deal. I think the first thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get Chase Brown as like that throw-in piece in a deal. Now you're you pissed know? if you do that and then they sign Kareem Hunt or oh, you but know, you know whoever. What? But but yeah, you do. Then you have the time to recoup that. But. Yeah, I mean, again, that's why I'm saying a 25 second. I'm looking 18 yeah. months down. A lot could happen. I mean, this and also planet. most people don't give a singular crap about a 25 second at this point well uh jerry we we've we've had another great show tons of tons of viewers here on youtube and i would just ask you since we're wrapping up you guys can hop over to the dynasty warzone youtube channel give our channel a sub because we're right there at that 500 mark and we'd love to double it and get to a thousand before you know but 
Thank you so much for everybody that's been in the chat. You guys kill it every single week. Super proud of that. And uh, Jerry, let's get out of here and go do an overtime. And again, if you're a podcast listener, you need to go to the YouTube channel uh, over at Player Profiler to get the 10-minute overtime. Last thing before we go, Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. You get this show early and ad-free on Monday nights. So if you're an audio consumer, like you're listening to this podcast, you're driving a truck, you're you're working a machine, you're you're sitting at your desk, and you like the Dynasty Warzone, thank you. But if you ever thought to yourself, hey, you know, I'd like to get this show early, patreon.com. I just talked about I helped a, a patron uh, orchestrate some trades. You get one-on-one help, a great group chat. There's a lot for very little investments, five bucks a month. It just uh, it just keeps Jerry and Detroit Tigers hats. True. I mean the the MLB Pro Shop, man, that's expensive. It, dude, you're not you're just you're yes, yes, you are. Forty bucks for a fitted. Yeah. In the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty three. How they the get you? What the hell's going on? Well, look, we better go. You know, hunt down some player profiler YouTube dough so I can go get me a fancy <laughs> Detroit Tigers hat. Support my Indiana guy, Max Clark. Listen to everybody in the chat. Thank you so much for participating. To everybody watching. Thank you so much for the support. We're going to do another version of this next week, but really from more of like a sell standpoint, stick around. And we're going to reformat the show live in season because a lot of Dynasty podcasts become like a redrafty, like 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 redrafty. And it's like, oh, hey, you know, we're going to, you know, mix up some segments. We're going to keep good people, bad tweets, a lot of good stuff coming from the Dynasty Warzone. We're going to keep it right here on Player Profiler. Stay subscribed because a lot of good stuff coming not only from us, but from everybody here at the channel. But until next time, that man's name is Jerry Sinclair. You can follow him on whatever the hell Twitter used to be, at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll be back here next week with more Dynasty stuff. See you guys. Thank you. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday.
And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.